So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, and on the streets to be honoured by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Prayer. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Fasting, when you fast, do not look sombre, as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. This is the word of the Lord. Um, My name's Chris, lovely to see you, Uh, especially if you're uh, new or visiting St John's, good to be with you tonight. Um, just before we start uh, the sermon, if you have been here in recent weeks, you might notice that a couple of sections of the sermon amounts uh, we haven't done, actually, uh, on divorce and oaths. We had to slow down a little bit, and we'll look to pick that up in the future date, uh, so just to mention that. Uh, but let's uh, pray as we uh, come to God's word again. Heavenly Father, thank you that you know us perfectly. You know our hearts, and so you know what we need. Thank you for your word to us tonight, and I pray that you'd listen to us. We would listen to you as our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, A little while ago, uh, I watched a film called uh, Wonder. You might have seen that film. It's about a young boy called uh, Oggy. His, um, his, his face was uh, deformed from birth and uh, kind of dozens of operations. Uh, it doesn't look great. Um, and uh, he eventually goes to school, which is a big moment for him. And when he gets to school, uh, eventually he has one friend there called Jack and befriends Oggy. He's very nice to him. Uh, but there's one scene where it's, it's, it's Halloween and uh, Oggy is he's dressed up with a mask on. And he walks into a classroom, and his friend Jack is there. But Jack doesn't see Oggy. doesn't know he's there behind the mask. And he walks in, and Jack is chatting to these other boys. Just a lot of banter going on. And Jack says, yeah, that Oggy. Yeah, what a loser. What a freak. Devastating for Oggy. 
hearing that. Uh, Jack's audience, so he thought, was just the other boys. The other boys bantering around. They hate Oggy, I'll just kind of go along with it. Uh, but Jack's real audience, though, uh, was Oggy. He was there, and he could hear. And it devastated their friendship. Uh, maybe you've had that kind of experience in some way yourself. Um, Jack should have chosen his audience more carefully. Let's say that. In today's passage, Jesus tells us, choose your audience very carefully. As we've uh, already heard today, we're in a section of uh, Matthew's Gospel called the Sermon on the Mount, which is Jesus' manifesto for life as his follower in his kingdom. And it's a life that goes against the grain of culture. And last week we heard Jesus' radical command to, uh, to love your enemies, which is a, it's a high calling, very high calling. And he ended last week by uh, uh, saying, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Again, it's a, it's a high calling. But with that comes uh, a very big danger. The danger of Pride. You do something well, perhaps, and what do you know? Your heart kind of swells with pride. Look at me, pride. So Jesus needs to put something of a handbrake on us. He says, be careful. Do you see those first two words, Matthew chapter 6? Be careful. It's on page 970, if you want to follow along. He says, be careful. Uh, Let's read the whole of that first sentence from Jesus there. Uh, Jesus says, be careful. What about? He says, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. That's a a strange phrase, uh, practice your righteousness. Uh, It means you could say, um, if you're a Christian, your Christian practices. Now, in in one sense, everything Christians do should um, express something of what they believe. Uh, But some things that Christians do, uh, you do precisely because you're a Christian. And you'll have noticed Jesus gives three examples in this passage. They are, he talks about giving to the needy, praying, and fasting. And we'll get into those. Uh, But lots of other examples you could think of 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 Christian practices. They could include coming to church services, our times of worship together. Uh, there is um, serving in and outside of church in different ways. You know, we help with the young people or a welcome steward. Uh, we help with the food bank, anything like that. And there's Christian mission in different ways, <coughs> telling people about Jesus. <coughs> Lots of examples. And Jesus says, Christian, when you practice your Christian faith... Be careful not to practice it in front of others to be seen by them. Be careful about your audience. Don't do it to be seen. Why not? Well, if you do, he says, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. That's God. As we go on tonight, we're going to see precisely what Jesus means by this. It's important to say that... uh, what Jesus is not doing here, he's not, he's not banning all kinds of Christian actions in public. He's not banning them. He's previously said Christians need to be visible to others. He's called them uh, the light of the world. And he commands Christians to do many different things. So he commands Christians to give to needy people. 
In the Old Testament, God said, uh, give 10% of your income away, including to the needy. In the New Testament, it doesn't give a figure, but it says, be generous. Give to the needy, do it. And Jesus commands Christians to pray. Of course, must do that. Pray to your Father. And fasting, well, it's uh, not commanded, uh, but it can be a good thing for kind of focus in, in, in prayer, for battling against your greed, perhaps, for having more food to give away, perhaps. Different reasons you might fast. Jesus is not banning Christian actions, but rather he's saying be very, very careful how you do them. Now, to help make this point, uh, three times in this passage, Jesus gives uh, the negative example of people he calls hypocrites. You might have picked that up. So that's verse 2, verse 5, 16, hypocrites. Uh, It's generally recognized that Jesus there was talking about a group called uh, Pharisees. He's talked about them earlier in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, These were Jewish and super, super strict about their religion. Uh, They pursued uh, scrupulous religious observance. Dot every I, cross every T, strict religion. And in Judaism, uh, giving, praying and fasting have been and are kind of right up there as the core of religious life. Uh, Much like in Islam too. Islam has kind of five major requirements known as pillars. Uh, Giving, praying and fasting, there are kind of three of those. Jesus is saying, don't practice your faith like the Pharisees do, because they do it all to be seen. They're flashy, they're showy, they parade themselves in different ways. Don't do that, Jesus says. Let's take a moment to look at the behaviour of these Pharisees, these uh, hypocrites. We'll go through them in turn quickly. Um, First, you have their giving. They're giving to the needy. So uh, verse 2, chapter 6, verse 2. In there, Jesus says, So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honoured by others. In in first century Judaism, uh, relief for the poor was uh, often really well organised. You had to do it as part of your religious duty. Uh, But do you have to play a trumpet when you do it? You know, make it really obvious. That's making a show of it, isn't it? Look at all the money we're giving. It's flashy, showy, isn't it? And they're no better when it comes to praying. Jesus says, verse 5, he says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners. Again, to be seen by others. Uh, to be invited to, to lead the prayers at the uh, synagogue, in front, uh, they would love that. They would love that. You know, look at all these people seeing me pray. Oh, I like that. That's good. Uh, possibly when they planned their days ahead, they'd make sure that, you know, you know, when it was time to pray, they'd just happen to be on the high street corner at that time. Oh, well, I've, I've got to pray now. You know, people can see me. Oh, well, they love that. They love it. And what about fasting? Uh, Well, many Jews kind of fasted on certain days uh, of the year, like uh, Day of Atonement, that kind of thing. Uh, Pharisees fasted twice a week. That's a lot. 
Verse 16, Jesus says, When you fast, do not be somber as the hypocrites are, for they um, disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. And the phrase disfigure means uh, they make invisible. Uh, so they're saying kind of uh, they covered up their faces, really. They kind of either put a veil over it, perhaps, or smothered it with dirt, that kind of thing, covered it up. Actually, it makes it very clear what you're doing. You're fasting. It makes it obvious. You're going to be seen. So giving, praying, fasting. The hypocrites, the Pharisees, they're showy, they're flashy. But it's all empty. This summer, I was reading a a bit of a novel um, about a Turkish man uh, scraping a living on the streets of Istanbul. He's called Mehmet, and he's a kind of everyman. You kind of love him and feel sorry for him all at the same time. And uh, Then he gets married in this novel, and he scrapes together a wedding. um, And um, he describes a, a custom which is common to many cultures, really, uh, that the bride at the wedding kind of sits on a chair and the wedding guests take their turns to pin envelopes of money to her dress. And maybe you've been at a wedding where that's happened, perhaps. And he describes in this novel, um, describes the people making a big song and dance of it as they come up. And because uh, it's uh, appropriate. But in, in a novel, they kind of wave their envelopes around a lot. And the envelopes are getting kind of thicker and thicker and thicker with each guest. You know, look at all that money we're pinning on, giving that was so generous. Look at us. But Mehmet knows. And later that night, he goes through the envelopes. He knows most of them are empty. Just going to pad it out with something. Nothing there. Just all the show, really. Jesus says here, when you practice your Christian faith, do not be like the Pharisees. It's empty. It's all a show. Do not be like that. So if we're a Christian ourselves, um, how do we kind of take this on board for ourselves? Well, I'm going to uh, put it like this. And these things will yeah, come on the screen, really. Uh, the first take-home, uh, I think, is this. is to be real with your heart. Be real with your heart. When you practice your Christian faith, we need to be really aware of what our hearts are like. We need to just be honest about that. Uh, One aspect of this is to be honest that we can all be hypocrites. We can. I mean, we're not Pharisees, but we can be like them in different ways. The original word for hypocrite is an acting word. It's a performing word. Uh, So hypocrites are pretending to be a certain character. They're acting, but it's not the real them, you see? And you and I are not immune to that, we can be very good at acting, pretending. We do it all the time, I think. You know, we bump into uh, an old acquaintance who we didn't really like, and we say, oh, so nice to see you. Oh, yeah, must get a coffee sometime. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I'm not the only one who's done that, right? <laughs> In fact, we can be very good at bluffing each other, even as we meet tonight, perhaps. It's perfectly possible, you know, someone asked us, perhaps, how are you doing? And we say, good, thanks, yep, I'm good. Well, we know we've just come from that phone call or argument, and we're just really hurting inside. 
Now, I'm not kind of knocking us if we answer like that. It's quite a natural thing to do, I get it. But just to show that we're very good at bluffing each other. We act, we pretend, we sometimes just to get by. We do do it. And when we live out our Christian faith, we need to be aware of that ability. We can all be hypocrites. Be real about this. Then as we dig deeper into our hearts, we realise something even more troubling. We're not just hypocrites. In fact, we're self-obsessed in some ways. Now, what do you think the hypocrites here were obsessed about? Uh, so they were obsessed about being honoured by others, being seen by others. But ultimately, and Jesus knows this, they're not obsessing about other people, they're really obsessing about themselves. Three times Jesus repeats a phrase. He says, when the hypocrites are seen by others, he says, truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. He says that three times. It's got to be important. Being noticed is the reward the Pharisees wanted. They just want to be seen to, be, to do good. Ultimately, they're not trying to please other people. They want to please themselves. They want acknowledgement. They want the pride of looking good. They're self-obsessed. And you and I suffer from the same natural heart. It's not a comfortable thing to realise, but it's true. If the chairman of the company strolls over to your desk and announces to the whole office, John here did a brilliant job today. Almost did that in an American accent for some reason, I don't know why. Anyway, but like, well done John, everyone, did a great job. We like that, of course we do. And the opposite, if they say you did a bad job... We hate that, it's crushing. Maybe for you it's just getting Facebook comments on your, on your photos, you just love that. I don't Maybe it's getting a great review, an award, or just getting a big laugh from your mates, perhaps. We're all at least a bit self-obsessed. Now if we take that tendency into practicing our Christian faith, well you can see how we need to be careful. And I know I do this often, and this, preparing for this sermon has brought up all sorts of things. It's been pretty uncomfortable. Uh, let me give you some examples from my own life that have come to mind. And, I mean, one example is from a long time ago, uh, when I was confirmed. I might have told you this. Um, when I was confirmed, kind of age 13, uh, just to be confirmed, is if you were baptised as a baby... Uh, confirmation is a time when you publicly affirm that you yourself, you believe and trust in Jesus for yourself. And in looking back on that, for me, I did it at least in part to look good. I'm just honest. It's just it's definitely the case. I got plenty of attention, a bit of a party. I got most excited about the Bible I was given. Not because I was looking forward to reading it, because it had a zip. <laughs> I just thought that was the coolest thing. I just like looking good. It's crazy what your heart can do, isn't it? Um, what about a more recent example? Um, before coming to St. John's, um, I studied at Theological College for a few years. Uh, the college had a chapel service every day, Monday to Friday. 
which actually is super important for keeping us from being kind of puffed up by our learning, really important. But I know the times in my heart, many times, of going there for show, definitely. I know I'm supposed to go, I'm tired, I don't want to go, but I'll show my face. People will see me, they'll notice. And what about those students who think they don't need to come daily? Shame on them. They should be here. Just being honest, it's like my heart you know, played out these conversations. What about you? Do you get those kind of moments? Just want to be seen? Just want to look good? In the way you give, perhaps. In the way you pray. In what you do around other Christians. When you um, sponsor a friend's marathon, that's a good thing, but you're on the fundraising website, do you look at who else has given how much? Do you imagine people seeing your donation? Will it look too small? Will it look too big? Do you prefer having your name up or making it anonymous? Just think of it. At church, do you um, ever prefer the jobs that are more visible? The ones that are kind of less behind the scenes? What about, uh, what about our personal devotions? The time we spend with God, alone, you know, reading the Bible, praying. What about our personal devotions? It's often good to talk about how God has encouraged us in these times. Or encouraged us about anything in church. And I think we could do that more, actually. We could have those conversations more. I think it would be really good. But it is possible to brag about those kind of things. Oh, I had this glorious time with God. should have been there. (laughs) Let's share those things. But if it's for the right reasons, not to look impressive, but to encourage the person we're talking to, beware of our hearts as we do that. What's it for you? Where's your heart tempted? What do you like an audience for? Be real with your heart, Jesus says. But of course we can't stop there. So what next? Well, Jesus says, be real with your heavenly Father. Be real with your heavenly Father. Again, it's up there on the screen. To do this, uh, to do this we need to clear away all audiences except for God. Uh, so when it comes to giving, for example, when it comes to giving, we must forget about ourselves, Jesus says. Uh, Jesus talks about this in verse 3. He says, Jesus says, unlike the Pharisees, when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand, I said my left, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Don't let it know what it's doing. He's saying, it's not, it's not about you. It's about the people who need help. As far as possible, be oblivious to what you're doing. Give and move on. Don't dwell on it, just do it, move on. Forget about yourself. Then when it comes to uh, praying, Jesus says, forget about others. So verse 6, he says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray. Hide away, put the hatches down, forget about the other people. Praying is not about being seen. Hide away. 
Forget about yourselves. Forget about others. Instead, focus on your heavenly Father. Be real with him, Jesus says. In the example of fasting, Jesus says, um, don't be like the hypocrites, covering your face, actually making it obvious that you're fasting. Instead, verse 17, when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. So be content that God knows you're fasting. God knows you're fasting. Focus on him. Because you cannot escape from God. He's unseen, verse 6, but he's there, everywhere. You can't escape him. And therefore you also can't bluff him. Did you notice, uh, when Jesus says to hide away to pray, he then says again, your father sees what is done in secret. He sees, that's interesting. God doesn't just hear our prayers, if you're a Christian, he sees them. He sees inside our hearts. Is our heart looking for an audience watching us pray? Or is just God the audience? Jesus knows. He sees. You can't bluff him. You've got to be real with him. So, positively, what to do? Well, love him. Love him as your heavenly father. Jesus refers to God here over and over as Father. This is Jesus' good news, the gospel, that if we approach God through Jesus, he accepts us, he, he adopts us as our Father. Despite the depth of our sin, that ugly pride that runs so deep in our hearts that we've seen tonight, now, just to say, maybe if you're new to Christian things or haven't considered this good news, then I'd really urge you to do that. And um, do talk to me afterwards if that would be a help. If we have accepted this good news, then God is our Father. We can be real with him. He knows our sin. There's no point trying to cover it up. You can't do that. Just come to him. Enjoy his love as Father. Love him back. Love him as your heavenly father. And there's one more thing too, which is to look forward to his reward. Again, three times in verses 3, 6 and 18, three times Jesus says, he says, your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Look for his reward. This is not um, a selfish motive, if it kind of seems like that perhaps, but it's not like you're kind of earning reward or you're making a trade of somewhat, you know, you do a good job and get paid for that. It's not that. Rather, the reward is, think of it as a, the culmination of what you've already been doing. So um, you pray to your Heavenly Father and later you'll be with your Heavenly Father in heaven. And he'll say, I loved it when you prayed to me as your father. It's the culmination of what you've been doing, you see. Or um, you give to the needy. 
as an expression of your love for God and what he loves. And later you'll be with God in heaven and enjoy his love fully. And he'll say, I loved it when you gave that money to that with a sincere heart, even though it cost you. Do you see again? It's the culmination of what you've been doing. The reward is God himself. Being with him will be the culmination of our lives and everything we do for him. Can we even compare that with the pride that we get from looking good in front of other people? You can't compare that. It's incomparable. It's so much better. God's praise and God's pleasure will be so much better than you know, getting a, a look from someone who they've seen what you've done. Be real with your heavenly Father. Make him your audience. You can't escape him. You can't bluff him. So love him as your heavenly Father and look forward to his reward. That's how to go about praying. That's how to go about giving and fasting, should you choose to do that. Of course, we're never immune to hypocrisy, but by practicing our faith for our Father, being real about our hearts and being real with him, well, we can grow so that we more instinctively do it for him, out of love. You grow in that. We do grow in that. How about um, next time? The next time you're uh, about to pray in public in whatever way, um, even in in this church service, uh, or you're about to give money to something or someone, or you're about to come to church next week, I would suggest just taking a bit of time and just asking yourself a question. Who am I doing this for? Who's my audience here? Am I tempted to do it for other people so I look good? And if so, just stop. Stop. Take your time. Pray. You can pray, Lord, I am tempted to do this for show, for the wrong audience. I know you've already seen that in my heart, actually. But thank you that you forgive me for that, Lord. And Lord, I remember now it's all about you. You're my Father, you're the one who matters. Help me to do it for you, because you are my Father. Choose your audience carefully. Choose your Father. Let's pray. Father, we just want to take a moment uh, to come to you honestly. You know our hearts and the times we've got this wrong. By your Holy Spirit, Lord, fill our hearts with your fatherly love so that every part of our life is for you. Not for people's praise, not so we look good, but for you. And we pray in the name of Jesus and by the power of your Spirit. Amen.